Satellite Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Bethay. It's been a couple weeks. I was on a vacation with my family at the beach, which is not my thing, but when you marry a woman that has spent her entire lifetime going to the beach with her family, you go to the beach. So I'm back, managed to avoid sunburn. My kids look very exotic with highlights in their hair, and it was a good time. But I'm actually going to focus today on a story that involves my wife, and I want to explain to you why my wife's new job proves that God can see the future. And there are times when you live long enough to see God bring the twists and turns of your life full circle. And right now, Abby and I are living through one such example. So when Abby and I first became friends about eight years ago at our church here in the Athens area, she was visiting our young adult Sunday school class after graduating from UGA as P major of the year. So she was a fantastic student. I think she graduated UGA with a 4.0 or something very close to it. And since I was already in the field, uh, we would chat about potential opportunities, what to expect from interviews, etc. So I was kind of like, as a friend, walking her through the process as she was hunting for jobs. And right around the time we started dating, she was feeling a strong urge towards nursing. And it was God just throwing a complete wrench into her plans by laying this burden on her heart to enter the nursing field. A departure from the education career she'd been pursuing all the way back since high school. What's ironic about this is that having a PE background gave her uniquely keen insight into the world of being a PE teacher, which is what I do. It's just something that most people, including other educators, really have no grasp of. Gordon, if you're listening, you know people have no idea what we do, how much planning goes into managing our classes, etc. But Abby understood my aggravation over low pacer scores, my excitement over huge gains on the sit and reach test, and my utter bewilderment at why the healthy fitness zones for the curl-up test are so low. Things that if you're not a PE person, they don't really make a lot of sense to you. So although God was calling her away from that career, it made her an oddly ideal fit for my career as we started dating and moving towards marriage. And what's interesting is she also grew up with a dad who coached her brothers in youth sports all the way up through high school or to high school and took her all over the United States to compete in high-level gymnastics. So she even understood the grind of being a committed athlete and what the life of a coach was like. Something I didn't really know when we started dating, and she took to being a coach's wife so naturally, so excited about what we were doing. We wanted to invest in getting to know my kids. She was just a wonderful coach's wife, something I did not expect when we started dating. Now, as Abby got through nursing school, which was a struggle, we were selling our blood plasma to make money. We were newlyweds. We were broke. Um... During her internship, one of her rotations took her through hospice, and she was naturally drawn there. And one of the reasons I think for this is that Abby's mom at this time was about four years into an 11-year battle with Alzheimer's, a battle that began at age 50, and a battle that she lost in October. And her mother's diagnosis with Alzheimer's was really a seismic event that ended up bringing Abby home from her college in Savannah back to Athens. And the experience of lovingly caring for her mother actually ended up serving as a training ground for her future ministering to people with dementia. Because as a hospice nurse, the majority of her patients suffer from dementia in some way, shape, or form. Now, Abby is a phenomenal hospice nurse, but after five years in the field and being celebrated by her bosses and her co-workers, she was desperately in need of a new season. Hospice had worn her down trying to manage all of the paperwork and expectations of her caseload, the largest caseload in her company, by the way, with two kids was just wearing her down. And so for months and months, she pleaded with God to get her out of her job and to get her a new job. 
And we'd have conversations about it. I would always say, you know, Abby, I think that you need to stay in nursing until God either tells you to leave or gives you a clear way out. And so to put my money with my mouth is, I started praying along with her for God to provide a job. We'd look, we'd go to Indeed.com and check all the local listings at school, nursing jobs, and all that kind of stuff. And ironically, Abby got a new job because I had a conversation with somebody at my school at lunch duty. Long story short, I'm doing lunch duty during final exams with the nursing teacher at my school, telling her about how Abby's interested in doing a job similar to that because she has a, she has an education background and she's a nurse now. And the lady says that she just got out of a meeting where they are actually hiring a second nurse to teach the same class at our school. Long story short, an hour later, they're sending the head of the CTAE department down to the central office to see if they can get this job open as a health PE and nursing position, knowing that Abby, who they haven't met yet, is the only person that could possibly fill this. I am not making this up. So, my wife will be joining me at my high school teaching nursing first semester and throwing on a personal fitness weight training aerobics class second semester. <laughs> it's ridiculously ironic. And what's interesting is that after eight years, God brought her full circle. Everything from the classes she took in high school to the degree she pursued at UGA to the experience she had in the field was all laying the foundation for God to bring her to this particular chapter in her life. So you hear that, you're like, cool story, bro. So what? I think that one of the things I want to take people to take away from hearing the story is that God has a plan. And what he sees is so far above and beyond what our natural minds can fathom. And Abby, to her credit, chose to listen to God, step out in obedience into the river of his will, and allow it to carry her through some rapids, some sharp rocks, and dangerous curves to a place where she is serving him in a way that pulls from so many different areas and passions and pieces of who she are that she's going to be able to express her service in ways that she couldn't fully have done in either teaching health and PE or simply being a nurse. And so as you reflect on the path that you're currently traveling in life or you have traveled, have you been seeking out God's will? I know that's such a nebulous concept, but like, have you been seeking out and asking God, what would you have me do? What would glorify you? Where are my passions and talents best used for your kingdom? And if God has revealed a clear plan for you and a clear path to you, have you walked that path in obedience? And if that path is difficult, grueling, and frustrating as Abby's path in nursing has been at times, do you trust that God has a plan for something good? On the other side because right now Abby's believing that this new job is a good that God has always intended for her on the other side of a satisfying fruitful but difficult journey through nursing and what's even crazy about this is that I'm in my second year at this school I just finished my first year and I was very close to staying at my old school the area I'd been for 15 years had I done so Abby would not have this job opportunity at this time. And so by me choosing to leave my school, follow my head coach when he got a new job, that provided the opportunity for us to be in the community where this school has this program that Abby could be a part of. It's just crazy to see how God orchestrated so many things in our life to make this a reality. 
And this is usually where you want to insert some kind of practical verse to nail down this truth. So instead of quoting Jeremiah 29, 11 out of context, because that's a verse that is a specific promise to the Israelites about returning home from captivity that Christians like to take and claim out of context. I just want to say that. Uh, I want to share with you Romans 8, 28. For we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I heard a man named Bob Beckwith, who has been working with the Wesley Foundation at UGA for years, a phenomenal teacher, explain it this way. What that verse is saying, when it says that all things work for your good, is that if God can't redeem it for good, he won't let it happen to you. Let me say that again. What that verse is saying is that if God cannot redeem something in your life for his glory and your edification, sanctification, he won't let it happen. So every single tragedy, poor decision, has the potential to be redeemed by God for his glory. Doesn't mean that we won't suffer some, but there is a purpose and a potential for God to shine through. But we need to be clear in saying this. The second part of that verse specifies that that promise is for people that are seeking to do God's will. And that promise should be encouraging. So I want to close by saying this. If you are really pursuing God's will and struggling with where God's will is leading you, know that he would not be allowing you to endure it if he didn't have a plan to redeem it. And I share this story to say we're eight years into this journey together and God has woven our lives together to bring both of us to a point where we are going to be able to minister as a couple in ways that we never imagined when we first started. And that is a beautiful thing. So I hope you find this promise encouraging. I hope you find this story encouraging. And I hope that you continue to seek and obey God's will and the path that God has you on to glorify Him. This has been David Thay for Satellite Podcast. That's it for today. Thank you for listening.